Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. Topic today is how to wholesale commercial property. So first, let's define what a commercial property is. Commercial property is anything that's a residential with five units or more or something designed for non-residential use. So a warehouse, uh, manufacturing, um, storage, uh, stores, retail, that is all commercial. And there is a huge advantage to wholesaling commercial properties and there is a huge disadvantage to wholesaling commercial properties. Let's talk about the disadvantage first. Disadvantage is, you know, we take for granted that we have a multiple listing service for residential properties, right? Our MLS. Now, while I still think that our MLS is the worst MLS in the country, I've seen dozens of them and our sucks. It's still nice to have something where pretty much anybody looking for a residential property will find you. Right? At least, I'm not saying anyone. Like, is it possible that they won't? But you have a system that is disseminates any available residential property out to everywhere. A million websites and, and most people that are even remotely making any attempt to look for a property will find it. You don't really have that for commercial. You have something called LoopNet, which is okay, but most commercial buyers are not looking on LoopNet when they need something, okay? it's Commercial is really done more like, oh, by the way, mixed-use property is also commercial. So let's say a store below with a few apartments on top, that's also commercial. Um, so you don't really have a system. Now, let me go back to commercial. Um, the hell did I just want to say? Oh, so how the main difference, right, on how these things work is that, is how it's valued, and that also is affected by the multiple listing service. So on a residential property, so a one to four family house, it's going to be valued both by an appraiser and by a lender and by somebody else looking to buy it by comparable sales. They're going to look at what similar homes are selling for, similar comparable homes are selling for, and that will determine the value. And it's because the borrower or the buyer is seen as the primary source of repayment on a loan. But commercial properties are not valued on comparable sales. And people come to me all the time and they go, oh, I mixed this property, something sold up the block for this, and no one cares. The only thing that matters on commercial property is NOI, net operating income, which means the gross rent minus uh, expenses that the owner is going to pay. And then it's multiplied by uh, a cap rate. So let me give you a quick primer on this. I could talk about this for 10 minutes, but basically, there's a cap rate for the area. What a cap rate means, first let me explain how it works and then what it means. A cap rate means if you bought the property all cash, so if you paid a million dollars for a property and it had $100,000 in net operating income, that's a 10 cap. That means you're getting a 10% rate of return on your all cash purchase. Now, obviously most commercial purchases are not done in all cash. And then there's something else figured with debt services, cash on cash return, but the cap rate is really gonna determine the value. So on a commercial appraisal, they're gonna look at what cap rates are in that area. Now, crappier areas have higher cap rates, right? And I just gave you a 10% cap rate. That's a that's considered a high cap rate today, very. In the New York area, things go, you know, like in the five cap. And but like a A-class super building may go at a two cap or a three cap, a one cap, you know, something ridiculously small return, right? But crappier properties in crappier areas, let's say, I don't say crappy, worse properties in worse areas go for higher cap rates. So the only thing that determines the value of a commercial property is the net operating income um, divided by the cap rate. So just to figure it out, if, you, if someone said, I have a commercial property, and you asked them what the net operating income was, and he said $100,000, and you knew that ca- the cap rates in the area, I don't know how you know this, but you asked somebody, and the cap rates in the area are 7%, you can just divide that $100,000 
100,000 by 0.07 and you can figure out what it's valued at. That's how commercial property works. Now, um, one of the reasons, well, I don't know the reasons why, but the fact that there is no actual multiple listing service that's really effective for commercial properties, there is no real MLS, um, means that it is harder to find a buyer because the way most buyers in commercial find it is still the old fashioned way with a realtor or somebody who knows them tells them, hey, this property is available. Um, and or it gets listed with a realtor and the realtor makes a bunch of calls, right? Um, which is an archaic way of doing it, but there really hasn't been a, a, a good system set up yet. LoopNet is the closest thing to an MLS and it's not, it's not, it's not as good. So that is a big disadvantage because finding a buyer is harder, right? In, in residential, if you have a deal, you put it out on MLS, um, you're gonna find a buyer real fast. But in commercial, it's possible that you have a really good deal and no one's gonna know about it. So that's the disadvantage. But the huge advantage for commercial is that it is very customary in the commercial real estate world to allow for a due diligence period, which basically allows you to go to contract and lock up a deal and be in control of it while you have a period of time to do your due diligence, which is usually checking the leases and the tenants and if it's rent control and all the whole stuff behind it, it's a pain in the ass. Um, and for bigger properties, they can give you more due diligence period. And for smaller properties, they'll give you less. But during that period of time, you really have a complete out. You can get out of the contract. So that's a great time to find a buyer. Now, and, and you're going to need to put down a deposit, but it's a soft deposit, which means at the end of the due diligence period, if you say, I'm not interested, they're just going to give you that back. And there are uh, people, if you need someone, who will lend on a soft deposit. If it's clear that the deposit is refundable, they'll lend it for a, you know, for a, a minimal fee. They'll lend you that money. So you don't even need to put up your own money, but you may need to pay that fee. Uh, I don't know what it is, 1%, 2% of the of the deposit. So it's, it's not terrible. So you could lock up a property with no to to none to minimal to none to no risk, sorry. And you can then try and find a buyer. So that's a big advantage, right? That does not happen in New York for residential properties. It happens in other states where you have a inspection contingency in your contract of let's say 2 weeks or a month, but in New York that's not how it works. So every contract I go into for residential property, um, I have to go in hard. And that means that um, I uh, have to either assign the contract or close on it. Those are the, really the only two possibilities. And I don't have, but you don't, but you do have the ability to lock up a property commercially um, with very customarily for a due diligence period, even if it's two weeks. Now it's gonna be very hard for you to find someone to take that in a short period of time. But it's it's not uncommon to have a due diligence period of two months, so you can find someone in a week and have them close in two months if possible. So that's the advantage, disadvantage of commercial properties. The biggest issue um, is that most of the time to really unlock the value on a commercial property, you need to really figure out different use for it. And it's not so simple, right? It's not what I do. There are guys who've made billions of dollars just figuring out different use for properties. So that's something that if you know, like if you know an area is changing or you know there's an area where people are doing something different, you can make a ton of money on it. But you need to lock up that property and then <coughs> wholesale during your due diligence period, which is fine. Uh, usually wholesale con uh, commercial contracts are assignable anyway, so another advantage. But harder to find a buyer, right? You're almost better off finding a buyer and reverse wholesaling. Now, I, I've said repeatedly that I don't think reverse wholesaling is a good idea in New York for residential properties because most buyers are full of crap. I spoke to a guy today who I think is a really serious buyer. He's a real guy. I can recommend it a few people. And when I asked him, what are you looking for? This is what he said. Anything I can make money on. 
which I hate, I hate that answer, right? Because I can't even find him what he wants because I don't know what the hell he wants to make money on. Now, did, did I, I didn't want to sit there and press him on where, what do you like, what you don't like. I can do that. I've done it. But that's the kind of bullshit you're going to get if you try to reverse wholesale. You're talking to people who you're not even sure if they're real buyers or if they're just one-off buyers. Um, and they're not going to give you any specifics. So I don't believe reverse wholesaling works for residential because I don't think you have to. I think you have to find the deal. And then you put it out either on the MLS or to a buyer's list or you JV with somebody like me who has a good buyer's list. I just put out a deal today um, that I think um, is going to be a real winner. And um, you can you can just JV with somebody like me. So that is a possibility too. Um, but in commercial, it's not so simple. Uh, finding buyers is a bare challenge. Right? Now, in, th- in theory, I mean, I believe wholeheartedly that if you get a really good uh, residential deal, you will have no trouble getting a buyer. There are just so many more buyers for residential properties than there are for commercial. Um, so that's what I think about it. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.